I want to tell you what's coming up. Tuesday is what's called Shrove Tuesday sometimes, or Fat Tuesday. If you've ever heard Mardi Gras, that just means Fat Tuesday. Um, we're getting ready for Lent. Lent is a, a very important season in the church calendar. And as it turns out, we're walking together through this book by Dallas Willard, Renovation of the Heart. We're right at a turning point in the book where we begin to look at each dimension of you, your thoughts, your feelings, your will, your body, your relationships. How do, we, how do we actively pursue transformation in them? What a great time to work on this together during Lent or to let God work on it. So Tuesday is the day before Ash Wednesday. Lent kicks off. It's a wonderful season, and I will see you then. Here's my thought for today. I'm not signing off. We're just getting started. Uh, if you want to know how do I follow Jesus, real simple word from Dallas Willard. Do the next right thing that you know to do. And then expect God to bail you out. Whatever that is. Be helpful to somebody. Experience contentment. Express gratitude. Uh, enjoy the presence of God. Ask God for help. Ask God for wisdom. Uh, and then, whatever it is that you do, as you seek to do the right thing, expect God to bail you out. Don't live with the burden of outcomes on yourself. Now, of course, the question is, how do I become the kind of person who wants to do the right thing? Because the alternative that a lot of us live with is constant strain. And that's a miserable way to go through life. To say, well, I'd love to get drunk right now, but I'll try really, really hard to stay sober and not drink. I would love to betray my spouse right now and have an affair, but I'll try really, really hard to be faithful. I would love to just let the kids have it. I would love to verbally abuse this person that had been mean to me that I don't like at all, but I'll try really hard to restrain my tongue. I would love to cheat at work and extort money and be deceitful with people, but I'll try hard. Trying really hard to do the right thing when everything inside me wants to not do it is a miserable way to live, and it doesn't work. And so, Dallas writes, we need a vision, a, a compelling picture of what life with God in His kingdom looks like. And then we also need um, an intention. We need to be able to say, I have made the decision to follow Jesus. But then, those are not enough. He goes on. Uh, the vision and solid intention to obey Christ will naturally lead to seeking out and applying the means to that end. And fortunately, we don't have to wonder what means or methods are. We have rich guidance from Jesus, His life, the Scriptures, and the people of Jesus. Dallas goes on to say this about means or method. I will never be able on the spot, if I wait until the crisis moment, just let my habits take over. I will never be able on the spot to do the good thing if my inner being is filled with all the thoughts, feelings, and habits that characterize the ruined soul and its world. Rather, if I intend to obey Jesus, I must intend and decide to become the kind of person who would obey. That is, I must find the means of changing my inner being until it is substantially like His, pervasively characterized by His thoughts, feelings, 
habits and relationship to the Father. Now, I'm not able to make myself change. That comes about as a gift of grace, but I'm involved in that. I participate in that. I engage in activities so that in the moment, just like a golfer can execute a shot or a piano player can play a difficult piece, I am able to respond in love or in humility or with generosity. And here's a way that I like to think about this issue of means or methods, and we'll be obviously talking about this a lot more in the weeks to come. Uh, I engage in certain practices, and then I need certain relationships, and uh, certain relationships, and then I go through certain kind of experiences. Those are the means that God uses to change me. A little bit about practices or sins. Um, uh, practices or, or spiritual disciplines, they're sometimes called. When I first read Richard Foster's book, The Celebration of Discipline, it lists 12 different disciplines, practices for the spiritual life. I did not like that book. I already felt guilty about the only two things I knew I was supposed to do, pray and read the Bible. And I felt like I didn't do, do those enough, so I feel bad about myself. And like, now there's 10 more things I'm supposed to do and until I master those, I can't feel any better about myself. And what I didn't understand was that those are not things I do to please God or show that I'm a spiritual person. They are a means to an end. The purpose of practices always is just freedom. To be able to do the right thing in the right way at the right time. So they are a gift. They are a means of grace. And if you're wondering, like, what practices might be helpful to me? One way of thinking about it is that classically, sins tend to get divided up into two categories. Sins of commission, where I'm doing stuff I shouldn't, lying, stealing, cheating. Or sins of omission, where my do muscle is weak, I'm loveless, or I'm joyless. And... In a similar way, practices, spiritual disciplines, can be divided up into practices of abstinence and practices of engagement. Now, when I abstain, I don't do something that I would normally do. I don't make noise. I don't go into relationships. Um, when I'm practicing a discipline of engagement, then I do something I normally don't do. I'm strengthening my do muscle. I'm studying or I'm confessing or I'm worshiping. So as a general rule, if I struggle with a sin of commission, I gossip, let's say, then probably a practice of abstinence. I might engage, I, I might abstain from speaking, be silent. And that can give me the power not to have to say gossipy things. On the other hand, if I wrestle with a sin of omission, like I just lack joy, then I might engage in the practice of celebration. Eat foods that I love to eat and, and listen to music I love to listen to and engage in activities that I love, look at sights that fill me up with life so that my do muscle of joy is strengthened. So, uh, engaging in practices is a real important means for spiritual growth. Relationships are another really important method or means for spiritual growth. I, I need a spiritual friend. I need somebody that I can talk about my temptations and struggles and aspirations and soul with. Um, I actually need uh, what is sometimes called an extra grace required person, an enemy. Jesus says, uh, love your enemies. Well, you need an enemy to practice on. And if you don't have a difficult person in your life, contact your local congregation. Churches secretly keep lists of different people and they will supply one to you.
Um, I need folks where I'm in fellowship with. I don't disclose everything to them, but uh, I learn to love by being with them. I learn to be vulnerable. I learn to be accountable. I need to be with people who are different than me. And often when I'm sharing my faith with somebody who is not a believer, I discover God is more important to me than I had remembered through that process. And I learn from that other person as well. So relationships are an indispensable method by which God grows us up. And then experiences. Now these are not the same thing as practices or disciplines because I cannot make these experiences happen. But they come and they're very formative. Maybe the most important one is suffering. When all kinds of trials and temptations crowd into your life, suffering produces endurance if we allow it, if I let God use it. I've been learning a lot about this these last couple of years. And as painful as suffering is, I'm so grateful for what I have been learning through it. Um, Guidance, the direct action of the Holy Spirit on my life, wisdom, or the conviction of sin. Again, that's something God does for me. I don't uh, initiate that. It's an experience, but it's very formative. Uh, Cross-cultural experiences. You might remember there's a story of Peter in the book of Acts where Peter was actually quite ethnocentric, and then he had an experience with a Roman, with a Gentile. And it's through that relationship, uh, through the experience, that cross-cultural experience, that Peter comes to see. Now, alas, I understand God doesn't have favorites. Uh, Work is a very important experience and very often involves suffering. And as I learn to work together, practice what uh, Dallas would call job discipleship in my work, I get formed. And uh, really, there are as many uh, spiritual practices, as many means or methods for growth as you can be as creative to think up. Very often, we get stuck on this because we think only a couple things count. I was talking to a dad yesterday who uh, he and his wife just had their second child. And he was talking about uh, life has just gotten incredibly hard. And the old practices that I used to do, having long times of solitude or Bible study, there's just no way. This little kid wants to be held all the time. He's like a little barnacle. He's a barnacle child. You put him down and he goes nuts. He's just attached to you. And what people often don't understand is now, when you're the parent of a young child, you're going to have an opportunity for servanthood. And it may be that learning to depend on God, to be patient, to be humble, to be other-focused when you serve little children will transform you more than memorizing the whole Old Testament would. But see, we think that counts and this doesn't count. So um, recognizing uh, what are the sins that I wrestle with? What are the practices that will help me with them? What's my season of life right now? And how do I lean into my season of life and view it as a help and not a hindrance to my spiritual growth? Well, that is all what lies before us, starting on Fat Tuesday. I will see you then. In the meantime, between now and then, do whatever the right thing is to do next, and expect God to bail you out. Hey, thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the bell so you never miss an episode. There are emails that go along with each video. If you'd like to receive those, you can let us know at becomenew.me slash subscribe.